Welcome back to the DK Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, running the show solo today. Dale couldn't be with us. He always has busier days in the middle of the week. He'll be back with us tomorrow to finish out the show for the Friday edition. But today's the Thursday edition, which means we get the first injury reports of the week. And of course... This week is huge. It's the 5-0 Steelers at the 5-0 Tennessee Titans. Going to be a challenge to see how these teams fit in together. But a lot of questions were as far as who would be healthy for both teams going into this game. Of course, Deontay Johnson, David DeCastro, right at the top of that list. But good news, Steelers fans. Both practiced on Wednesday. And looking at the Steelers' official, official practice report... Deontay Johnson, who's been suffering between a concussion, a toe, a toe injury, and a back injury, is back. He was a full practice on, on Wednesday, which if that doesn't change on Thursday or Friday, he means he's definitely playing this week. Dale Lolly, of course, saying that he expected him to do, to, to say it to be as much this week. David DeCastro, with his abdominal injury, had, was limited in practice on Wednesday, but the fact that he practiced at all is a good sign. It's Wednesday, the first practice of the week. That's usually where a lot of guys do take off and recover from whatever bumps and bruises they have or veterans take their, their, their day off of the week. But the fact that he was able to practice in a limited fashion means that he will most likely be able to practice Thursday and Friday unless he has any setbacks. If he gets to a full practice by, by Friday, that means you can expect David DeCastro back in the lineup. It's crazy though. Steelers fans haven't been too crazy, haven't been and really felt the need for him to come back to rush back from his injury because Kevin Dotson's played very well. But don't make any mistake there. David DeCastro still the five-time Pro Bowl right guard for the Steelers. If he's available, they're gonna put him in in a heartbeat. But guys who didn't practice included a few names that we've seen before. Juju Smith-Schuster with his knee injury. This seems to be a precautionary issue, just like Marquise Pouncey's foot injury. Both of those guys, I believe, didn't practice last Wednesday before the Browns game and ended up playing. So I think I see that as the Steelers just taking precautions. However, two guys that you should keep your eyes on. Mike Hilton, with his shoulder injury, didn't practice on Wednesday. We don't know the extent of his injury. We'll get we'll find that out more in the week. And Derek Watt, as, as uh, Dale was talking about earlier in the week, he had a hamstring injury, um, and it was re-aggravated against the Browns. We're not sure when he'll be back. Uh, seems like it's one of those things that's lingering for the Steelers. You know, gotta hope it's not too long, but hey, that's where we are right now. Those two guys didn't practice. Of course, Devin Bush had his knee had his knee surgery Wednesday. He hasn't officially been put on injured reserve, I believe, which it's a bit odd. Maybe the Steelers are waiting to make a move. Maybe they're interviewing people via Zoom and figuring out who they want to to come up or take that spot. But we'll see how that's played out. Two guys that missed practice because of uh, veteran veteran reasons and just didn't practice because of non-injury related reasons were Ben Roethlisberger and Stephon Tuitt. Both re reported to be fine, just taking the veterans' day off. Good news there for the Steelers, but the, the Titans, on, on on the other hand, did have some serious questions. Jadavian Clowney with a knee injury didn't practice on Wednesday. He's part of their defensive front, maybe maybe their best player on the on the front. They're going to need him against the Steelers to set tone against the Steelers' offensive line. Isaiah Wilson, who has missed most of the season because of COVID issues, missed Wednesday's practice with an illness. He was, of course, the offensive tackle, I believe, taken in the first round, maybe the second round, but he was taken by out of Georgia. 
and he was uh, he he hasn't he didn't practice, which means he probably won't be available for this game anyways. Michael Pruitt, the tight end, didn't practice because of an illness either. But the starting tight end, Johnu Smith, is the bigger deal. He had an ankle injury last week and is considered questionable for this week. He practiced in a limited fashion on Wednesday. If Johnu Smith's healthy to go, he'll be in there. He's been one of the NFL's top performing tight ends so far this season. Other players that were limited practice included defensive lineman Daquan Jones with a foot injury and offensive tackle Dennis Kelly with a knee injury. No doubt the Titans need their offensive line to be fully healthy for this game because Taylor Lewan is out for the season with his own ACL surgery needed, meaning that the, the Titans offensive line loses its anchor. Now, of course, Ben Jones, a center for them, hasn't been bad this, this season. He's actually performed kind of well. But the rest of the offensive line is suspect. Nate Davis, Roger Saffold III, and Ty Sambrilo have all been quite questionable so far. Sambrilo, the, the, the replacement coming in for Taylor Lewan. The Steelers' defensive line looks ready to go going into this big matchup. And the Titans' offensive line could be a major storyline for one Keep it, making sure that Derrick Henry can get to the second level, which is a huge part of his game. And two, keeping Ryan Tannehill clean. Tannehill has 13 touchdown passes and only two interceptions on the season, meaning he's been extremely efficient. But how many times has he had to face serious pressure from a team like the Steelers? He's probably going to face it this weekend, and that could be a huge determining factor as far as who wins this game. We're going to take a quick break, but we come back, we're going to talk about James Conner because he's been playing very well. And I want to get into more details about how he's playing well and why I think it deserves a little bit more respect than it's being talked about. All that, right after this. Back here on the DK Steelers podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter. We just went over the injury report, getting you ready for the week. But now we got to talk to you about the uh, about about how the, the James Conner fits into this game because James Conner has had a good season so far. You look at his performance, you see how he has been able to have 300 yard rushing games. He has four straight games with rushing touchdowns, and he's looked pretty good. When it, com- when it comes to playing playing on the ground for the Steelers, granted, part of that is the offensive line. He's he's been able he's been able to run behind s- some decent holes, even with with David DeCastro missing missing from from most of the season. Kevin Dotson filling in, Takuma Korafor coming in, and right now, uh, you look at you look at how the how, how James Conner is playing, and you can see that he's actually doing very well. He's averaging seventy three point eight yards per game. That's eleventh best in the NFL, and he hasn't fumbled yet this season. Here's the thing: when you look at James Conner's production, it's rather impressive. The fact that he's able to put together these complete performances. Uh, his average right now is four point nine yards per carry. That's twelfth best in the NFL. That's better than Derrick Henry by a by a hair. Other players is it's better than the first running back selected in this draft, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Kareem Hunt, Chris Carson, Kenyon Drake, Alvin Kamara. 
Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, and the list goes on and on. Guys ahead of them, in fact, some of the guys ahead of them are some of the most running quarterbacks in the NFL, and Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. But this is very good, Cam Newton as well. Uh, but uh, th this is this is very good stuff out of James Conner. He's been a featured part of the Steelers' offense. He also has 21 first downs, also 12th in in the league on on the ground in productions. His fourth, his four touchdowns tied for ninth in the league. That's again, he's sitting in a very good spot right now with with the NFL. He's playing consistently. He's been a consistent producer for the Steelers. Now, granted, he's not like. Uh, a uh, a Derrick Henry in that he makes all the people miss, but he, he he's showing that hey Steelers, when you get when you get me the chance to get to the second level to run behind a lead blocker, I'm gonna produce for you. And he seems to always have those games against the Browns like he did last week. This Tennessee defense though is another chance for James Conner to take over. You look at how they rank; they're ranked 26th in yards per game allowed against the run. They, they, they're ranked 30th in yards per carry allowed. That's alarming to, 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 the, to, the, to the Titans. And this is a game where they're going to try and get it to their de get it to their offense and feed it to Derrick Henry to let him pound the, the Steelers' defense into submission. But again, that's a Steelers' strength. The Steelers are ranked second in the league in stopping the run right now. And that's no, and that's no fluke. They've been, they did that last year, too. That means if the Titans are, are running into problems and they're trying to key on Ben Roethlisberger, if James Conner's able to bring that balance with the running game, it's not going to matter because the Steelers' offensive line is going to be able to get up on the Titans. And like I said, we're still looking to see if they're going to have Jadavian Clowney this week. If the Steelers' offensive line creates the room for James Conner, he's going to challenge those Titans linebackers that haven't been all that great. When you look at the when you look at their their their, uh, their team right now and you see you see their depth chart, Rashawn Evans, good name at, at, at linebacker, Jayon Brown, the other inside guy, both of those guys haven't been doing well getting off their blocks this season. When you study the tape, so if you can see a situation where the Steelers' offensive line, say to Castro, say Kevin Dodson, Matt Filer, Marquise Pouncey, are getting to that second level, that's where you can see James Conner hitting hitting his second year, and then he likes to make people miss at the second level. We saw how he was stiff-arming safeties like the Browns safety uh, Sendeo last week. That's what you want to see James Conner doing. Yeah, sure, he's not like the top backs in the NFL that can make people miss in the backfield and make the magnificent plays. But when he gets the, the room, he's very dangerous because when he has that head of steam, that's when you know James Conner can be extremely dangerous with the way that he runs the ball. And I think it's also important to point out that he's good at catching the ball too. He, he's, he's when he when he's performed this season, he's been able to. We've seen in the past develop that that relationship with Ben Roethlisberger so that he can be a target. Now, granted, we didn't see him do it much last week. We haven't seen him do it much this season a whole lot. He still hasn't caught a touchdown this year. But against the Texans, he certainly was that guy when he was targeted five times and caught four of those passes for forty yard for forty yards. Uh, I, again, I look at this. He's he's had he's had what? Uh, he's 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 had over what like 400 yards. He's been he's been he's been catching passes. He's been running the ball, and he hasn't ha had a single fumble yet. That's really impressive, and that's 87 touches right now. If you go if you go and you look at that kind of production, he's again he's averaging 5.2 yards per touch. Which is again very impressive. When you're getting 5.2 out of a running out of a running back, that means a lot of teams would start feeding him. But again, with this the balance on this Steelers offense, 
maybe you don't need to feed to, to rush to feed him feed him as much. Um, but uh, but I, I think it's huge for the Steelers that he's been he's been able to do that. Now, two years ago, when James Conner was a Pro Bowler in 2018, he had 270 touches on the season. But the problem was he had four fumbles on the season. That was huge because a lot of those fumbles came in the most inopportune times. Even his one fumble last season came against the Niners in a situation that set the Niners up for their game-winning touchdown pass from Jimmy Garoppolo. His fumbling has been a problem the past two seasons. He's fumbled twice in two years, and in that 2018 season, he averaged a fumble every 67 and a half carries. So far, he has 87 carries and no fumbles through this season. Now we have to see how that how that holds up, but those are all good signs that he's learning his lessons. He's getting better and getting sharper with his game as as his career has continued. A lot of talk was made about the workout videos that he was putting up and the effort that he was putting in and how how, how sharp his body was looking throughout the offseason. And right now, it looks like all of that is coming to fruition for the pit running back. So, is James Conner your guy? Is he getting, earning your confidence? Do you like watching him run? Let me know on Twitter, at Carter Critiques, if he's your guy. Definitely hit, hit me up. Let me know what you think about him, or if you think he's overrated and you think he's just kind of riding, riding the, you know, the, on the back of the bus and following the Steelers' lead. That's fine too. Let me know if that, if that's the case. But I really think that James Conner is absolutely part of the mix that makes this Steelers' offense truly balanced, giving Ben Roethlisberger the time he needs to succeed. We're going to take one more qu- quick break here on the DK Steelers podcast. When we come back, it's don't get me started. Welcome back to the DK Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter, and you're listening to Don't Get Me Started. Don't get me started about Antonio Brown, because guess what, Steelers fans? He's back in the news. Yes, it's the Don't Get Me Started segment here on the DK Steelers podcast where Chris Carter here gives you a rant. And uh, this rant isn't so sore about being angry about anything. It's just acknowledging what's going on with Antonio Brown. So, you all know Antonio Brown, the superstar wide receiver the Steelers had for years. He was like basically the crown prince of Pittsburgh for for a while, especially after his Ravens touchdown. I mean, he's he's been a, he was a hero for the Steelers for years, and then he quickly turned into the villain. I mean, it's just like the Batman movie where Bruce Wayne and Harvey Dent were talking about it, where you quickly, I mean, and I've never seen someone fall from grace so fast and then not be able to stay on any team he was with. The Bills wanted him. He worked his way out of that trade that he was traded to the Raiders. They they weren't able to even get him through training camp. Then he was brought to the Patriots. That didn't work out. I mean, it's just all over the place with this guy. Well, now it looks like his suspension for all his dastardly deeds is about to be lifted after next week, which means that Adam Schefter has reported from ESPN that the Seahawks are interested in bringing Antonio Brown to their team. Now, he also said there's other teams interested. There's been some interesting posts here and there. I think uh, there was a Ravens player. I think Marlon Humphrey like put like an eyes emoji 
um, I forget there was someone else that like posted something on Instagram and then deleted it. But you know, a lot of people are are gonna make make this a big thing. I do think that Antonio Brown's probably going to sign with someone as long as they can talk to him on Zoom or wherever and get a sense that he's not crazy. Um, because that's the bottom line right now is they're trying to make sure that he isn't crazy. But I, I'm here to say, Steelers fans, I don't think there's any point to wishing ill of Antonio Brown a- a- anymore. Um, I, I, I'm with you that I really don't care at this point what happens to him, at, you know, because I think he's shown what's up. But the one thing I do care is that I don't want to see him end up in a situation where he hurts himself or he hurts anyone in his family because that's where I was really afraid of things spiraling out of control when all this stuff was really going down after the Steelers traded him and then just all the erratic behavior, him being on Instagram, going at it with his ex-wife or wife or I don't know, it's the whole relationship situation here. But he just, he seemed like a guy who was just, you know, a loose cannon who didn't understand anything he was doing, couldn't hold himself back or restrain himself from doing anything. Uh, and... You know, I, I I totally get people not feeling sorry for him, but he's got children and he's got family and people that are around him. And I get, you know, groupies, you know, you should, you know, I, it's not, I get not feeling set bad for the groupies, but the kids there, they were born into this situation. They didn't ask to be here. They're just, they're just there. And um, I, I look at Antonio Brown and I, I, I saw a lot of warning signs that this could end in a bad manner because just of all of his erratic and unexplainable behavior. I mean, this was a guy who for years with the Steelers said the right things, did the right things. You know, when people tell me, I I was, I was there in the locker room where people ask him sort of like, you know, inflammatory questions that could get him to say something about Ben Roethlisberger and he would avoid it. He would say the right things, do the right things, give, give uh, complete answers and complete sentences that made sense and, and give you some actual football talk there. Um, so to see him go from that to where he's at now, it was very troubling. And I was very worried that this was going to end up violent. I'm glad it hasn't. Um, but I'm, I'm, what I, all I hope from Antonio Brown is that he goes on a team and that he's able to just play. I don't care how good he is. I don't care if he wins a Super Bowl, if he leads the NFL in receiving, if he catches another touchdown, as long as he can seem mentally stable, that's, that'll be my thumbs up. Like good, good, good job, dude. And go on about your life. Um, cause I, that's my thing. I don't truly wish ill on anyone when it comes to this kind of stuff. Now, I will make jokes like I you you'll hear me make a thousand Adam Gase jokes about just how poorly the the Jets are run. Um, you'll make you hear me make jokes about Tom Brady or someone else, but not in the sense that's like, hey, I want your mental health compromised because it's funny. That's that's where that's where I draw the line. So, you know, you at, whenever this news does come out that he's going somewhere. Um, I, I do think there's a, there's a sense of like, Hey, you know what? The Steelers are way better off that, you know, that he's not on the roster because we're seeing the, the locker room come back together. Um, I will, I will see that, see that I guess the locker room really wasn't ever apart with him there. It was just that there was a disruption with him in the room and now that disruption's gone and you're loving the chemistry of the guys as they win and they're on a five game win streak this year. But I look at the uh, I look at the way the Steelers are, are are together, and you see how Antonio Brown's on the outs. Maybe he I mean I'm not I don't think he's maybe has learned much in the way that you know you'd expect maybe someone like yourself 
sitting there thinking like, man, if I left the Steelers and all that, like I would think that I'd be embarrassed. I'm not sure if all that's clicked for him, but I do think that something has may, may have registered and said that like, okay, I need to be able to make money, and this is and, and this is not doing that. Um, and who knows? I mean, as soon as he gets any more attention again, that he could be right back to his old tricks. I just I just hope for his family's sake that nothing crazy happens there. But I and, and I, I don't and I don't get people that want him to go psycho like I get laughing at failure I get I, I totally got why people didn't want him to succeed in New England because you didn't want to see him go off with Tom Brady and win a Super Bowl and then be able to celebrate that and hang that over the Steelers heads I get that I, I also get saying like you don't want to see him light it up with another team that's fine too I just don't get the people that are on social media being like I hope he wastes himself into oblivion I hope that he you know, he goes broke, and his family doesn't have anything, and his kids are hungry on the street, like, like, that's like, like whoa, 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 guys, 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 let's calm that down, I just don't think it's that serious, um, and yeah, sure, he besmirched the shield of the Steelers, he besmirched the organization, he burnt every bridge possible, um, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean that, uh, to me, this is part of why I've always appreciated the Steelers, because even when someone does that, and you, we saw, Antonio Brown did all that, but you don't see Mike Tomlin making fun of him all the time on social media or anywhere. I mean, the, the last time that someone brought up Antonio Brown up to Tomlin, he was just kind of like, uh, you know, we wish the the best for AB, but you know, if he try if he wanted to come back for the, you know to be with the Steelers, we're willing to help him, but we but we don't got space for him right now. <laughs> you know, he made that clear. Uh, so I again I. I, I try to take that approach when I'm in that situation, even when someone's made themselves a clear enemy to me. And, when, and he really did that with the way that he, he he left the organization. He made enemies. He, point, he he painted targets on people. He tried to, you know, besmirch people. And that's not cool. Um, and that's unacceptable. And, you know, nobody owes him anything from the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger don't, doesn't owe anything. owe him anything. Mike Tomlin doesn't owe him anything. But... The Steelers are also a good organization that seems to actually care about people, and they they're like, hey, if this guy like needed mental help, we'd be at least be able to help him, point him in the right direction, or help him find that help. Uh, and I think that's the approach to to have here, not necessarily wishing ill upon him, uh, you know, getting hurt or making even crazier decisions in his life that wind him up in jail like he was for a little bit there, uh, but. You know, again, I'm okay with if you say I hope he ends up on the Jets and Adam Gates misuses him and he doesn't ever do anything significant again. Is that's fine as long as it's not like I hope he you know falls apart and never and 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 lives a horrible life for the rest of his life. That's why I'm like, whoa, 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 this is a game. This is a this is sports. Let's relax a little bit here. But y'all got me started, and this has been Don't Get Me Started here on the DK Steelers Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. If you're if you're less loving the show, please rate us five stars well the positive, as well as a positive comment with that. Doing so, get, it really helps out the show. We also have DK's Daily Shot, the Pirates Podcast, all the other shows on this network. Stay tuned. We got some things on, up, up lined up for you guys on the DK Podcast Network. Moving forward tomorrow, Dale Lolly will back, be back on with me. We're going to... We're going to pick every single NFL game this season, go over the latest Steelers injury report, and, of course, predict Steelers versus Titans.